Hello again, everybody. Andy Krasman here. It's uh, been a couple of weeks since uh, we've uh, done a show, so uh, sorry for our short, uh, unexpected hiatus, but we're back at it here for week eight. And with me, as always, is my broadcast colleague, Drew. Drew, say hello to everybody. Hello. Drew, how are we doing this week? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing this week? You know, buddy, I'm doing all right. That's good. My stomach hurts today. That's sad. It is sad. Why is that? Was it the breakfast you made this morning? Are you calling my breakfast bad? No, your breakfast was great. What did you make for breakfast? I had pumpkin chocolate chip muffins. Which was like 95% chocolate chips. and Yeah. Know, I mean, it just they fell right apart. I mean, they were delicious. Yeah, they were good, but like... They said a cup of chocolate chips, but I didn't even think I put in a cup. Then again, I did have Julia measure it, so... See, that's what happens when you leave the baking in hands of a seven-year-old. That's that's what's going to happen. Ten times out of ten, that's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to get extra chocolate chips if you put it in the hands of a seven-year-old, for sure. How are things going in school this week? You know what? School was, school was well this week. School was good. Did you learn anything in school this week? No. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yes. It's Halloween. Today is Halloween. We are uh, doing this on a Sunday morning before the uh, Bills-Dolphins game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were out. Uh, we had a Halloween party last night. We had a birthday party yesterday. We had uh, we had high school football the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's been busy. the uh, the hometown uh, The hometown football team is uh, moving on in uh, sectional competition, and it sounds like uh, the Lancaster Legends will be taking on uh, Clarence. the Clarence Red Devils uh, in the uh, semifinals of the uh, Section Six uh, Public High School Athletic Association. Um, the Section 6 playoffs, what? I'm seeing who won the other game. Oh, the other game between, uh, was that Williamsville North and... Uh, it was Williamsville North and Orchard Park. Orchard Park. Oh, Jesus. Orchard Park won 38-7. to 38-7, to 7, OP. Oh, Takes out Clarence beat thir- Niagara Falls 35 nothing. 35-0. And Lancaster beat Hutch Tech 42-8. So, in the next round of the standings there, Orchard Park will play against the number one seed, which is Bennett. And then, and then Lancaster will play against Clarence. I believe that game's going to be at Lancaster, correct? Uh, they have a higher seed, so they I They have a higher so. seed, so they'll be they'll be there. And then Orchard Park will travel to Bennett, uh, Bennett uh, in downtown Buffalo. And uh, the winner of that will then play at uh, Highmark Stadium for the uh, Public High School Athletic Association Section 6 Championship. So uh, best of luck to uh, the Lancaster Legends and Coach Rupp and Coach Wild and the rest of the team I'll probably go uh, in Lancaster. Game. You've gone to, like, every game this year. I mean, yeah. you've gone to every modified game, JV game. I mean, you know, pretty soon they're going to, like, put you on staff pretty soon. You're going to be, like, their statistician or something. Yeah. Yeah. You think so? Sure. Why not, right? Yeah. Sure. Uh, so, listen, so that's kind of been some of the things that have been happening with us. Uh, a lot of high school football action uh, for us over the course of the past couple of weeks. So, again, sorry, we've missed a lot of you guys uh, over the past few weeks and, and not being able to talk some Bills football. But uh, we are back are- at it. Also, we got sports on Saturdays a lot more now. We do. You with your your you got swimming at you know before the sun comes up, uh, you soccer and dance and all the other fun things that we do on Saturdays. You know, we try to clean the house on Saturdays too. So uh, a lot of fun stuff uh, happening here at the house on Saturdays. So uh, we're trying to sneak this episode in quick on a uh, Sunday morning Halloween. Drew, what do you have for Halloween this year? Um, I have a purge mask. All right, so for those of us that don't know, now I know what it is because I've seen it, but for our listeners who have no idea what that is, how would you describe the purge mask? It's like a bright mask. It's like, 
It's kind of hard to describe. It's like a bright mask with. It's like the game. Is that what? Is it like the game master? No, that's not the right word. It's hard to describe, but it's like a bright neon mask, and it's like creepy, kind of. So what it kind of reminds me of, it uh, it reminds me a little bit of those guys on uh, Squid Game. The mind you, it doesn't have the shape on the front. But it's like yeah, a full kinda. frontal facial mask. It's black, and then the, your guys' masks light up. Bright or the, green. Yeah, that yours yours is a, a the bright color. Um, the ones in the Squid Game do not, but uh, it kind of reminds me of something like that that you wear with a hoodie. And yeah, I mean, if yeah, if your hoodie was like you know bright orange, you know you'd look like one of the dudes from Squid Game. My hoodie is gray and black. Anyways. And there you go. So, uh, listen, we're going to uh, run through a, a typical show here. So let's uh, let's get the ball rolling uh, with uh, some discussion about some of the games from last week. So, Drew, you ready to take it away for us? Sure. All right, here we go. On Thursday night, the Browns beat the Broncos 17-14. to The Packers beat the football team 24-10. to Um. Bengals beat the Ravens 41 to 17. Burrow had 416 passing yards, nearly half of those going to Jamar Chase. I have an unpopular opinion about this game later. Okay. Although uh, Titans beat the Chiefs 27 to 3. Is Kansas City in trouble? Yes. Um, the Giants beat. Well, the hang on. How much? How much trouble is Kansas City in? A lot. Like, their defense is playing horrible, and no one on their team really is playing that good. Now, interestingly enough, now we didn't talk about it before, but, like, you know, Derrick Henry ran for, like, 9,000 yards against the Bills the previous week, and, you know, Tennessee's probably looking at this going, we beat the Bills in, in Week 6, and then we beat Kansas City in Week 7. Tennessee a legitimate contender? I wouldn't say they're legitimate, but they're definitely, definitely a playoff contender. Um, Giants beat the Panthers 25-3. to Patriots smoked the Jets 54-13. The Jets are awful. Yeah, they are. They're terrible. Uh, the Falcons beat the Dolphins 30-28. to Kyle Boy, that, what a what a, what a game. Like It seems like both teams wanted to lose that game, that Falcons-Dolphins Kyle game. Kyle Pitts played amazing that game. Uh, the Rams beat the Lions 28-19. Cooper Cup with 160 receiving yards. Uh, Raiders beat the Eagles 33-22. Cardinals beat the Texans 31-5. to All right, so tell me this. We, we, this was a conversation last night at the Halloween party we were at. Is Arizona for real? Uh, is, there, is Arizona going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, you think? No. Who's representing the NFC? The right Ram- now, as of week eight. The Rams or the Bucks? I'm with you on that. Kyler Murray for real? I mean, you know my thoughts on Kyler Murray, but I know you, you have more love for Kyler Murray than I do. Not really. I mean... I really thought he he was definitely in the MVP race for the first few weeks, but the past few weeks he has not played well. Um, the Bucks beat the Bears 38 to three. Colts beat the Niners 30 to 18. Then the Saints beat the Seahawks 13 to 10. What a stupid game that was! Another game where like both teams just tried to give the win to the other team. Just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, the Seahawks are horrible without Wilson. Kamara yeah. had Kamara led the game in rush yards and receiving yards. Yeah, I, I, I can see that as we look at the stat sheets in front of us. But New Orleans, I mean, how much of a drop off has it been for the Saints? You know, going having Jameis Winston versus Drew Brees. I mean, obviously everybody knew there was going to be a drop off. You know, between 
you know, going from uh, Winston to, or going from Brees to Winston. But how much of a drop is it? Because boy, the Saints are. It seems like the Saints have just kind of fallen off the map. I mean, you, they're winning games thirteen to ten. Where where are they at? Uh, their offense just is not producing. I mean, Elvin Kamara on their offense is a one-man show. Like, no one else on that offense is performing with Michael Thomas out. And then they have a good defense. I think that's the main reason they've been winning their games. That's fair. It's just, it's so interesting. You know, you think about, you know, we were having this conversation at the Halloween party last night, and, you know, people are talking, like, who's going to represent the NFC? Who's going to represent the NFC? And one of the individuals who we were talking to, that I was talking to, was hardcore convinced that, you know, Arizona is, is it. Uh, and, and then who was that? Um, no, was it? Was it John? It was not John. No, oh, it was not it John. Was it was it was somebody that we had met for the first time that I don't even remember what that individual's name was, but uh, very nice individual. Um, so for the he's probably not listening, but if you are, I had the pleasure of speaking with you last night, Mister. I don't know who your name was, but um, he was uh, he was hardcore convinced that uh, Arizona was going to uh, represent the NFC in the Super Bowl this year. Uh, and then there was some talk about New Orleans, and I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, where is this coming from? Because I look at both of these teams, and both of these teams right now are just not playoff caliber. Well, Arizona's a playoff caliber football team. I just don't know if they're going to run the table, if they're going to beat Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay's the team to beat in the NFC. I think the Rams are. How big of an acquisition has Matt Stafford been Huge. for the Rams? Huge. It kind of makes you... I don't have his his like lifetime stats in front of me right now, but you know, and I, there you go, throw it in the Google machine. But you know, you kind of wonder if Matt Stafford had played for a better football team, other than perhaps the worst franchise in the history of the NFL, the Detroit Lions, who have literally amounted to nothing in all of their years of existence. And I'm not picking or hating on the Detroit Lions, but. The Detroit Lions have absolutely nothing to hang their hat on. I mean, they have just been a abysmal franchise since the dawn of their creation. Um, never even made it to a Super Bowl. And essentially has been this beacon of mediocrity um, for most of their time. I mean, even the years they had Barry Sanders in the 1990s, 8-8, and 9-7, eight and eight, and maybe a, a occasional uh, appearance in the playoffs and then bowing out in round one. And then, you know, the Dan Orlovsky year where they went 0-16. I've pulled up Matthew Stafford's stats. Okay, so you look at him career-wise. So career-wise, I'm just, it's not going to be the averages take, for his whole. But taking this year out. Taking this year out. I mean, so. ballpark, I mean, you're pretty decent in math. I mean, if you look at his yearly average of, say, overall passing yards. Overall passing yards. Just take a When he wasn't on the Rams. No, when, yeah, when he wasn't on the Rams. So look at Lions years. I would have to say, like, some years I think he was injured because he only had, like, 500-something. But if I had to guess, probably, like, 4,000, maybe 400. And that's playing on the Lions. Yeah. So now you look at he, we are. We're in, we're not even, we're We're not even halfway, halfway through the season. season. And right now, his, his what's his passing total for the year right now? This is from 2, NFL. 2,100 yards. 2,100 yards, and he's not even halfway through the season yet. Yeah. So, I'm going to bet, he's probably going to hit 5,000 yards this year. Yeah. I don't know if it'll look 5,000. I bet he's close to 5,000. I bet he sets I a career high. I bet he sets a career high for passing yards. What's no, his, what's he, his highest total? 5,038. I don't think he, he, he I might eclipse it. I mean, maybe. Because how many more games? They, they well, remember, there's an extra game now. 
Yeah, but they haven't had their bye week yet, so if it's week eight, they, they've got... That means he's got seven games then. No, he's gotten eight. Yeah, seven. Yeah, because this so, will be week eight this week. If you play, and you play 17 games, so... so. I bet he'll hit like 47, 4,800. But here's the big thing. Like, if you look at his quarterback rating, like, on the Lions, he was in, like, me most of the time. Like, in his early career, he was in, like, the 60s, 70s, and 80s. I mean, later in his career, he was in the 80s and 90s. But now he's right now, he's at 116 with 19 touchdowns and four picks. Like, and when he was on the Lions, he was averaging... He was averaging 15 to 20, or 10 to 20 interceptions, 10 to like 15 maybe, interceptions a year. Now he's got four, so he's on pace to get like eight or nine. But he I think, what's his, what's his what's his lifetime completion percentage? Because this is an interesting number I'm looking at here too. Oh, uh, 63. So, and right now he's just shy of 70. Yes. So I think that also plays a key role, that he's got guys around him that can, you know, catch the football. Yes. You know, I mean, he's throwing ball. I mean, Cooper Cup, who is just he's Lightning up. one of the best receivers in football. I mean, he is he is hot to trot right now. Uh, Robert Woods, the former Bill, I mean, is 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 a decent target. Uh, Tyler Higby, every now and again at the tight end spot, can can light things up for him a little bit. Um, but he's got guys to he's got guys to throw it to, and I don't know. A little love for Matt Stafford right now. I'm I'm glad to see that this guy's you know getting a shot. How many years did he play in Detroit? You got that. In, when did he start in Detroit? Like 2010. Dude got drafted in 2009. Eleven years. Eleven years he played in Detroit. So think about it. From 22 to 33. So you're talking the prime of his career. He played on perhaps the worst NFL franchise in history. Um, I'm just saying Detroit overall. I'm not saying that that era of Detroit sure. football was bad, but he just he played on just a terrible football team. I've got a question for you. Sure, shoot. Where would you put him all time? Like Stafford? Yeah, like I mean, he's not like a top ten of all time. Nah. Um I mean I'd have to do some numbers comparison and things like that, but I, I think it'll the top of your head. Oh, I don't know. I mean, is he a top fifty of all time? I mean I think that's he's top fifty. I, I think that's I think that, that conversation definitely has potential. I mean He's probably got a few more years left in the tank, I think, especially considering how things may go he's with the Rams as he goes forward. He's 33. 30, yeah. He's 33. So, in, does he, you know, if he can get to play another six or seven years and he can play with the Rams, I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe he gets a ring. Uh, oh, I think he'll definitely get a ring if he stays for another six, seven years. So, I mean, depending on what kind of tools they can put around him and, you know, if Sean McVay stays and, and they can make some magic happen uh, in L.A., who knows? You know, stranger, stranger things have, have happened. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, so a little, little love for, a little love for Matt Stafford and a little bit of uh, raining on the parade for the Detroit Lions because they're just not good. All right, All right the recap of last week. You want to talk Bills? Sure. All right, let's talk some Bills football. All right, buddy. So uh, this week, uh, the Miami Dolphins come to town here in Orchard Park to take on the Buffalo Bills at Highmark Stadium this afternoon at 1 o'clock uh, over at One Bills Drive at the corner of Southwestern and Abbott Road. Um, Buffalo coming into the game 4-2 and two after a very disappointing loss to the Tennessee Titans two weeks ago before the bye week. And Miami coming in at 1-6. and six. They're just not good. Yeah. They, they don't have a quarterback. 
Tua Tungo Vailova is, is not, not an answer. He's not playing. Wait, well, Tua, Tua played, played, Tua played Tua last week. Tua, Tua, Tua played last week. Last time Tua played was against the Bills, and he got knocked out, and Jacoby Brissett came in. Uh, That's correct. So the uh, the last two time the last time uh, this these two teams met uh, back in September, obviously Buffalo won the game thirty five to nothing. Looking at the last five, it's just kind of interesting. Um, Buffalo has won. All Buffalo has won them all. Buffalo won fifty six to twenty six uh, last year in the closing game of the season. And that was against the Bills practice squad. And that was against a bunch of nobodies, and they destroyed them. Uh, Buffalo won thirty one to twenty eight. Uh, last year in Miami, uh, I believe it was on a last-second field goal, if I remember that game correctly. And then Buffalo won in Miami back in November of 2019, 37-20. And then 2019 in Buffalo, the Bills won 31-21. to um, Miami does lead the all-time series, interestingly enough. They had, a, they had a hot streak in the 70s and 80s uh, where they really jumped ahead of the Bills. But they are ahead of the overall series, 61-53. Miami is ahead in the overall series uh, since 1960. So, Drew, looking at this game, and you think about the the game last or two weeks ago against Tennessee for the Bills, you know, coming into this game, obviously the Bills got to do a lot of things differently. Um, well, I don't want to say a lot of things because it's not they like really they really didn't play. They didn't bad, play poorly. I mean, they had a couple of bounces that didn't go their way. They had the one kicker turn that got called up. Bunny flag, and then they yeah. had the Derrick Henry run. The, the that there was the hold that they didn't call. Yeah, I mean, and I, we're going to sound like a bunch of homers if we sit yeah. here and start talking about you know <laughs> officials that threw flags at one point and didn't throw flags at another point, and you know we could we could go back and forth with the you know the and rate the officials. But, but we won't do that. We won't do that. You know, I mean, their job. Truthfully, if you if you think about it, probably the hardest job on the field in an NFL game is to being an NFL official. I guess, maybe. I mean, those are the guys that are out there making the least amount of money, and they probably got the hardest job. Now, don't feel bad for them because those guys get like $7,000 a game. So don't do don't feel really? – they do. They get a lot of money. Jeez. Yeah, they, they – they, Ed Hockley, who used to be the head of the officials, um, he actually unionized the officials, and they negotiated this contract, and they've got all kinds of things now with the NFL. Only professional sports league, though, does not have full-time officials. And sometimes that, that shows because uh, all of these guys that come in and do these games on you know Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays, they um, those guys all have regular jobs on top of that. I mean, those yeah. guys have regular nine to five jobs Monday through Friday, and then they do this as a part time gig. You know, started as high school officials, NCAA officials, and then the chosen ones get to, to go into the uh, National Football League. So, I uh, I want to talk a bit about the Bills' like seasonal stats. Okay. So, can, the Bills are number one in takeaway difference. They're plus eleven, which is number one in the league currently. Mm-hmm. And then. Another thing is, is the Bills are second for points scored and points allowed, scoring nearly 40, 34 points and allowing barely 16. Um, the Bills are number one in defensive passing yards, only allowing 180. And sixth in rush defense, only allowing 90. Well, and, you know, I think, and see, you look at that game two weeks ago, I mean, the Bills defense got lit up. Yeah. Uh, they they did not play well, and and it wasn't really it wasn't Ryan Tannehill. No. Ryan Tannehill is not Joe Montana. Ryan Tannehill is well. Ryan Tannehill is Ryan Tannehill, uh, but hit those just stupid crossing, and the Bills never picked up on it. 
You know, yeah. he they, he hit. Uh, it's like the Travis Kelsey thing from yeah, the AFC Championship. It's like the Bills just leave this big seam open in the middle of the field, and teams just exploit it, and they hit that stupid crossing route to. Last week it was AJ Brown. AJ Brown, and he just AJ Brown looked like Jerry Rice. He just little the ten yard slants over the middle, caught, caught, caught. I mean, I could have hit him. I mean, it's literally a ten yard pass. I mean, even I can throw a ten yard pass. Um, I'm gonna talk some injury wise. So there's no big injuries on the well. There's no one on the Miami injuries that I recognize the name of. Um. No major Bills injuries, not good. This week. Bills are coming off the bye, so the Bills should be pretty well rested and ready to go. Uh, uh, Brian Cox is on the is out. Mark Holdy, I don't know either of those people. Neither of those is guys play. So it doesn't say it on here, but is it knocks out? It doesn't say it on there. I, I, I read that he was questionable, but I didn't see out. I know Knox had an issue with his hand. He, his hand got hurt in the Tennessee game. Yeah. The last play he played was when he threw the two-point conversion touchdown to uh, Josh Allen on that two-point conversion, a little trick play there that was dialed up by Brian Dable. But outside, I've seen questionable, but I've not seen out. Are you, are you looking in uh, ESPN? What does ESPN say? It says he's out. It doesn't say on here, though. But it does say that he is out. That's on the ESPN Fantasy app? Yes. All right. Well, if you have them on your fantasy team. I don't. You've, you've got not, yeah, but anybody else who may listen to this, you know, prior to 1 o'clock today, you got three hours to make it. Well, you're going to have less by the time this gets out. But you you got a few minutes before that. You're uh, playing the person you. with the Oxenox this week. Look at that. See? Well, listen, my fantasy team's like 1 in 5, so I kind of stopped paying it. Or my 1 in 6. I'm 1 in 6. I beat you last week. Yeah, I know you did. My team's terrible. You almost. Yeah. Yeah, no, almost doesn't count. Almost counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. You can only get, then you can get a close. And for me, golf. If it puts within six inches, of, if it puts within a foot of the hole, it's a gimme. And we just take it and we move on to the next hole. Yeah. That's when close also counts if you're playing with me in golf. Outside of that, it's, you got to win it. All right. I'm so projected to come fifth in our fantasy league, and I'm three and four. Yeah, dude, I'm one and six. I'm going to finish last. I know you're going to say I'm projected something else, but it doesn't matter. Cause Where my, are you projected? I don't know. I don't look at the projections because what if we learned about projections? They don't, I'm just, they don't I'm mean pro- anything. You're projected to come 10th. Out of 12 teams, right? Yeah. That's great. I'm projected to come. Th- I am the only person whose projection has not moved all season. You are just a beacon of stability. Yeah. All right. So talk to me about today's game. So Bills need to do what? Now, weather, right now it's raining. Uh, they're saying that the rain is supposed to subside so that by game time. It's yeah, the rain is supposed to subside by kickoff, which is at 1 o'clock. Um, and it's Where also supposed this? to. It's, uh, the uh, game's in Orchard, Orchard Park. Park. It's home. Yeah, yeah, Orchard Park. Yeah, yeah it's, about, it's about 20 minutes down Transit Road there, pal. I've got a friend going to it. Um, yes. So rain is, rain is supposed to subside. Uh, so it's also supposed to subside for tricks and treats later. So you won't be uh, you know, walking around with your uh, trick or treat bag in the rain with your. Pergo mask or your purge mask. I call it a pergo mask. Uh, you're going to be wearing flooring on your face. So all that said, what do the Bills need to do today? Keep, you know, keeping the weather you know in mind and thinking about two weeks ago against Tennessee. Keys to victory, you think today for the Bills uh, to beat Miami? I think the main thing they have to do this week is I think I've said this almost every week, but don't settle for field goals. Yeah, I like that. I don't think it's going to be too hard of a matchup this week, but still, don't settle for field goals. I think that's the number one thing for offense. And for defense, I think it's to- just watch Mike Asigi. He's about the only weapon they got on that offense. And Jalen Waddle. 
Jalen Waddle and Mike Gesicki. Watch those people. If you watch those people, you'll win the game. You know, it's funny. I was going to make the same comment about Gesicki because Gesicki just – He's just year. open all the time. Like, you watch him – like, we watch him on Red Zone. Like, when we watched that game last week on Red Zone. Yeah. Like, he was just open all the time. Like, how Isn't does he, he their number one receiver this he year? He is. Like, if you look him up right now, oh, uh, yeah. for this season, he's got 37 catches, 427, and two touchdowns. He's almost got, like, the same stats as Diggs. Almost. Diggs has got 37. Diggs has got 37. And, you know, Diggs. 460 and four, two touchdowns. That's it. So, I mean, essentially, Mike Gesicki and Stephon Diggs are having the same season right now. Um, hopefully that uh, turns around in Diggs. I'm hoping Diggs has a monster day. Like, I think Diggs is yet to kind of have that monster day. Yeah. It's not Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders, you know, and it's – but what that does, you know, is, is teams pick up on Sanders. You know, that's – I mean, Diggs has got a target, and, you know, he's going to draw that extra man and extra coverage, which means, you know, guys like Beasley, Sanders. Gabriel Davis has been pretty quiet this year. Yeah, this is a completely off-topic question, but I just thought of it. Do you think Derrick Henry will finish as a top-five running back of all time? This question is like coming out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna ask me like, you know, who do you think is gonna win the World Series? Uh, who do you think is gonna win the World? Who, who won, won last night? night? I think the Braves did. Did the Braves? It was they, three Houston two was when up, I Houston checked. was up one nothing the last I saw, and then I kind of stopped watching it. Yeah, same here. But then when I looked, I looked on my phone. Atlanta was up three two. Like we're really struggling with staying on task today. It's, we just kind of jumped from one thing <laughs> to the other, and, and now we're talking about the World Series. Yeah, yeah the Braves who, won three nothing. Braves won three. So what, they're up now. What three to one? Yes. So and is is game is game five tonight? Oh, are they still in Atlanta think. for game five, or they go back to Houston for game five? I don't know. Baseball should uh. not be played in November. Oh, it's today at eight fifteen. Today at eight fifteen. Oh, so they could still finish the World the Series Braves in October. Are home. Oh, that game is over. The Braves will win four to one. Houston can. Houston's going to start pulling out the garbage cans, and they're going to, uh, you know, start uh, giving signals away and stuff again. <laughs> um, to go back to your question, okay, so Derrick Henry. All right, let me try to bring this back now. Yeah. Will he be top five all time? Yeah. I don't know, man. That's tough because you're talking about. Well, think of his competition. He's got Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, Jim Brown, and then uh, whoever Emmett, else Emmett you Smith. Want. You ever heard of him, yeah, the NFL's all-time know. leading rusher? I don't, like, I don't think Emmett Smith was all that good. Man, you sound like your father right now. I don't think he was. Emmett, like Emmett Smith was good because of the people he played around. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm rubbing off on you, pal. I mean, he, Emmett Smith was good. Is, yeah, I'm is, not saying it was is bad. He, yeah, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like Emmett Smith was this terrible <laughs> running back. I mean, he, he is the NFL's all-time leading rusher. Um, but I think Emmett, Emmett Smith had a lot of help in making him what he was. Yeah. If you would have put Emmett Smith on Detroit, I don't know if Emmett Smith would have been as good. If you would have put if Barry Sanders, you know, behind that line Barry in Dallas, Sanders Barry Sanders would have ran for 5,000 yards a year. Um, <laughs> it's just my opinion. I could be wrong. But probably um, top five all time. I mean, just in comparison to those names. Um, Maybe I mean I'm sure there you know and there's other running backs. Yeah, let's look at Derrick Henry's that we're not uh, you know staff. that we're not thinking about. But uh, I mean there's so many other guys that were just you know explosive running backs. You know and you think you know and those are guys you know when you're talking about like Walter and Emmett and Barry uh, Sanders. I mean, those are just guys from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I mean, we're not even talking about any of the guys that have played, like, in the 2000s. Well, I said Jim Brown and, like, Walter Bate or Jim, Jim Brown. Jim Brown. I mean, Jim Brown played in the 60s. Uh, LT. Danny Tomlinson, I was going to say, who played for San Diego. Um, 
you've got some you've got some monster guys um in that category it's not giving me his stats i'm very sad right it's now. it you know what it's if you go into the could i go into pro if, football record yeah so if you're just going here you go into watch this you click this and then you go here and then you this click. show us his stats for this season, though, wouldn't it? Um, well, I think it'll show his career stats, but not his stats by. Derrick Henry. Career stats. He's played 85 games. Um, he's had 1,300 rushes. He has rushed for 6,700 yards. Averages just under five a carry. Has scored 65 touchdowns. Um, Wait, what does it say his average yards per game? Yeah, just just under five, four point nine. No, but like average yards per game doesn't say that. Oh no, I don't have average yards per game. Just average yards per attempt. Um, I don't have his average yards, but he, I mean, he's a big dude. He's six three, just under two fifty, and you know, and a guy can, you know, he gets clocked at running almost twenty miles an hour. I mean, so if you think about, um, you know, imagine you're like a defensive back, you know, and you know those guys weigh like 180, 190 pounds. I mean, they're hundred and eighty pounds of solid muscle. But if you're a 190-pound safety and you've got a 250-round truck running at you at, at 20 miles an hour. I just gave me this. That's what, we, that's what I was looking at. I know. So I mean, Good luck. Um, I wouldn't want to. I mean, I would want to tackle that. I mean, based off this season, he's he's got 58, 182, 113, 157, 130, 143, 1. Like when he played the Bills, he was averaging seven yards a carry. Well, now mind you, he had one run of seventy-five yards. That's I mean, true. so that infl- that that inflates a lot. That 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 inflates that number a little bit. So I mean, but they, but it's the same for everybody. So it it is what it is. But I mean, average yards per carry at five yards, and the guy's got sixty-five touchdowns. You know, in his career, he's already got ten already for this year. He's doing all right. Yeah, he's definitely doing all right. What awards does he have? Uh, he's got uh, 2020. He was Offensive Player of the Year in 2020. He's been a two-time Pro Bowl selection and a one-time All-Pro. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's great. He's a great player. I mean, you know, I mean, I wish he played on my team. But have you uh, seen his like the video of like his gym routine? Yeah, he like yeah. They showed that when when they played the on the Monday Night Football. I mean, they showed pieces of his Monday Night Football routine, and that guy he he trains hard. He trains hard. Like benching like three fifty. Yeah, he 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 trains hard. He's I mean he's two hundred and fifty pounds, and he's two hundred fifty pounds of pure muscle. I mean, you see the Aaron Donald video? He benched five hundred pounds. It was. I mean, these guys are tremendous (laughs) athletes. I mean, they. They're legit. They they are definitely legit. Anyway. All right. So listen, what do you say we uh, let's go into our uh, weekly picks and unpopular opinions, huh? What do you think? Got it. Let's do it. Okay, buddy. So let's go into this week's picks. Uh, four games on the docket. Obviously, we've already picked the Bills uh, Miami game. So uh, let's go into the first one here, uh, just to kind of give everybody an update as to where we're at because we haven't done this in a couple of weeks. Drew currently right now is ten and six uh, on the season, and uh, I'm checking in at eight and eight. So Drew's uh, two games ahead. So we'll see how we do this week and see if we can uh, catch up and uh, do a little bit better. So uh, first game for this week, uh, NFC matchup: the Carolina Panthers uh, taking on the Falcons. Um, I'm going to go with Atlanta because. 
Sam Darnold ain't looking too hot. I don't think McCaffrey's back in the lineup. McCaffrey's not playing. Yeah, so I think this is for me. This is this has got Atlanta written all over it. Especially with how Kyle Pitts has been playing. Kyle Pitts has been on fire lately. So I'm assuming you're taking the Falcons. I am. All right, so we're both taking the Falcons in this one. Uh, I think that one seems like a a layup. I wouldn't say it's a layup. All right, next, the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Chicago Bears. I'm not sure. I gotta look at the. I gotta look at this game a bit closer, if I can find the game. Oh, I found the game. Great. <laughs> uh, so, P- Niners are two and four, and the Bears are three and four. Um. No team is looking too hot right now. Um. I'm going to take Chicago. I'm going to take the Niners. There you go. All right. So there you go. All Should right. Did get the Niners stats this year? Uh, you know what? I'm just trying to be different. You know what? A blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. Okay. Um, you know, I'm kind of hoping they bring in, uh, I mean, Garoppolo. I like to see Trey Lance play. I mean, yeah, I was I was super impressed with some of the work I saw him in the preseason. I'd like to see Lance get a start. I mean, Garoppolo is not going to take that team anywhere. Uh, I know they went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago and they blew it in Kansas City, but it was the 49ers defense that really was held that together. It was not the uh, offensive performance of one Jimmy Garoppolo that took uh, San Francisco to the Super Bowl that year. Uh, next, the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I like the. Uh, I like Tennessee in this game. Uh, I think Tennessee is red hot right now. Yeah, I like Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see how you could pick the Colts. I mean, nothing against Frank Reich, and I, nothing but love for Frank Reich, but I just don't see Carson Wentz and the Colts, you know, beating Derrick Henry and the and the Titans. I just don't see it. The Pats and taking the on the Chargers, and uh, Patriots are starting to come around. They are. Mac Jones is uh, starting to come into his own. Uh, I still think I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers just because... You know my thoughts. Yeah. I'm high on Herbert. Yeah. I really like Herbert. I think he's a, he's a high-quality quarterback. I think the Chargers are a good team. Um, and I don't like betting against Justin Herbert. I think Herbert's uh, he's a quality player, and uh, I think he's going to do some big things. So uh, we, we differ on one game. I'm, I'm taking the 49ers. You are taking the Bears, but we are in lockstep. Falcons, Titans, and Chargers here in Week 8, along with the Bills over the Dolphins. So if anything, you're either going to go up by one more game or I'll, I'll uh, sneak in uh, one more game closer uh, to our overall season matchup. So we'll see uh, We'll see how we do. Last segment, our favorite. The Unpopular Opinions one. Yeah. Unpopular NFL Opinions. Okay, buddy, unpopular opinion segment brought to you by us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eventually we'll get there. Maybe if we can get on a more consistent schedule this year, somebody will want to sponsor us. Uh, listen, unpopular opinion segment uh, this week, um, I'm going to take a shot at somebody. Can I guess who? Well, you can probably see my computer screen, so you it's probably you can figure out who I'm going to take a shot at. Oh, he's leaning over to see. Wait, can I, like, guess by who it was? Wait, wait. Oh, it's Joe Burrow. I am not taking a shot at Joe Burrow. At Jamar Chase? Here, let me blow it up for you. Maybe you'll see a little bit better. Oh. Oh, you're going to throw a shot at this guy. 
Uh, I'm going to talk about a person who I just think is overrated and is not all he's cracked up to be. Uh, and that's a junior. Apparently. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm probably going to get some, some flack for this, but uh, Lamar Jackson, I, Help me understand what the hype is about Lamar. He can run the ball. He can run the ball. You know what? So could Randall Cunningham. How many Super Bowl rings does Randall Cunningham have? I think zero. 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 Hey, how many rings does Lamar Jackson have? Zero. Zero. Now, he's been to a Pro Bowl. He's an all-time All-Pro. He was MVP in 2019. He won a Burt Bell Award in 2019. But you look at it. I just don't understand what the hype is. I'm looking at his numbers just for the season. Now, mind you, Baltimore is 5-2. and two. Yes. But you look at his average completion percentage, he's about 60%. I mean, he varies. He had one game against – I mean, they barely won that game against Detroit when they kicked the 66-yard field goal with, you know, a second to go. But in that game, I mean, he only complete, he was 16-31, completed 50% of his passes, had a quarterback rating of 81 Two weeks later, he has this monster game with Indianapolis. You know, he's 37 of 43, throws for 440, four touchdowns, no picks. I didn't do a comparison, and I probably should have. You know how many times he's been sacked this year? I just looked this up just now. I When I was watching the Baltimore game the other day, he got like sacked by like Cincinnati like six times. He got sacked five times in the Cincinnati game last uh, week. Seven, he's been sacked, what, 20 times? He's been sacked 22 times this year. Jeez. He has been sacked 22 times. Like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me right now? Really, twenty-two times you've been sacked this year. Um, not, I just I don't see what the hype is. I mean, I can think of, I can think of, would I put him in a top ten? I probably would because I think there's a the quarterback crew right now in in the NFL has definitely some weak people in it. Um, but I would put him like tenth. Yeah, I mean. I could see it. I mean, I could think of ten other guys that I would put in front of him. I mean, I would do. I would take Josh Allen. Yeah. I would take Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I would take Justin Herbert. Maybe. I would take Justin Herbert. Um. I would take Tom Brady. Yeah. I would take Aaron Rodgers. Oh uh, yeah. 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 You you with me? You with me so far? So far, pretty much. I would take Matt Stafford. Yes. Okay, now, now, now I'm struggling because. Right. Would you take that go from? Probably. Okay. And I and I had and, you, and you, everyone knows who's listened to the show how much love I have for Dak. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of some other quarterbacks in the league that I would <laughs> take. Like I say, it's it's a weak group. I mean, if you look at the league overall. Deshaun Watson. If he maybe if he was playing, I I don't know. I mean, Deshaun was good when he was you know actually playing for Houston. Yeah. Uh, Houston probably wishes they have him because you know Davis Mills is an exact. I mean, and I kind of feel bad for Davis Mills. He just kind of got thrown in there. Uh, and not that Tyrod Taylor, I think, would have done you know monumentally so monumentally better. So how many people have you named? Eight. Eight. So like I said, ninth or tenth. I mean, there might be Derek Carr. Meh. Probably. Not. Derek Carr is like depending on which way the wind blows. I mean, Derek Carr can either have a monster game or you know he plays like Sam Darnold, Bummy. right? Um, I mean, Mac Jones is starting to come around, but he doesn't have enough of a body of work. Um, 
I mean, Trevor Lawrence. We had this conversation yesterday about first-round draft quarterbacks. Remember this? Yeah. You kind of almost feel bad for those guys. Yeah. Because, you know, these guys have these, you know, college years. I mean, what was the stat you told me yesterday about Trevor Lawrence? Um, what's that? He's lost, like, more games in Jacksonville than he has, like, his whole career. He's lost more games and he's lost, like, four more games in Jacksonville than he has in his entire high school and college career combined. Yeah, so, and if it's it's interesting, you think about some of the, the quarterbacks that have come out of the first round, you know, over the course of the last, you know, 40 years, you know, how many of those first-round guys that have been first overall have really gone on to really make it? I mean, Tom Brady, I think, was a fourth-round pick out of Michigan. He's a sixth-round you know, pick. Sixth-round pick out of Michigan. Joe Montana was a third-round pick out of Notre well, Dame. Who have been the first overall pick? Here, let's look, let's look up the first overall picks. Well, I mean, I don't know how. Listen, it's, it's, we're trying to keep this to a forty-five-minute show here, pal. We will. Mine's short, so. Oh, okay. First overall. Draft there. picks. And where are they now? All right. So, first overall draft picks. It's giving me the ones from nineteen forty. That's good. <laughs> All right. Oh, I made it. Okay. So. All right, why don't you start more recent work your way back, it and let's see. the NBA. Holy yeah, that's NBA. We, we're not interested. This is this is a football show. This is not a yeah, – perhaps you should have put NFL in your Google search because there are multiple <laughs> leagues that do do drafts. <laughs> um, give me a moment, please, if I can find this, if it all – no, I don't want sports books. Holy cow. All right, we're going to skip this. I'm going to go to mine. Let me, let me open my computer back up because for some reason I just closed it. So, my hot take thing, unpopular opinion, Tom Brady is the best quarterback in football right now. You're not, you're not saying anything. He's good. Like, he's the greatest ever to play. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with are that. Are you going to disagree? But, like, currently, are you going to disagree with I said he's the best currently. What's Tampa's record? I think they're 6-1, six six and one, right? 6-1, I think. Yeah, I, he's, yeah, no, I, who's playing better than him? That's exactly. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm with you on this. Um, I mean, if you look at his completion percentages, he didn't have a good one against the Patriots or the Bears, but, like, if you look at his, all his other ones, he had an 81% completion percentage against the Eagles, a 73 against the Dolphins, a 75 against the Rams, a 64 against the, like, just good numbers. He's thrown, he's thrown 211, 297, 411. 269, 432, 276, and 379. He's only thrown three picks, and he has 21 touchdowns. And his completion percentage this year is 67. Now let me pull up Kyler Murray's. I said this was going to be short. short. Yeah, you're not making good on this promise. But it's okay. Anyways. Listen, we got places to go this morning, or at least I do. I'm All fine. Right. Okay, so, good. So, Kyler Murray this year has more... Let me, like... Is this how you split screen? I'm trying to remember. Oh, I did it! Alright, so I got this split screen right now. So, mind you, I'm pretty... Has Tampa Bay had their bye? 
I don't think Tampa Bay has had their bye. Well, if they've got seven, if their record, they're six and one, so no, they haven't had their bye yet. All right. So, Kyler Murray has a higher completion percentage. They have literally the same amount of yards. Actually, Kyler Murray has one more yard than him. Um, Brady has four more touchdowns and four less picks. They have the same quarter. They have pretty much the same quarterback rating. I mean, I think stats show, kinda, that Kyler Murray is better. But I think, like full on, I think um, Tom Brady is the better quarterback right now. I agree. Don't have a whole lot of love for Kyler Murray. Oh, so there's one. Would you take Kyler Murray over Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Oh, there's your there's your nine. Um, all right, so or there's your nine, so it would put Jackson at tenth, uh, for my unpopular opinion. All right, listen, why don't we save that? Why don't we might make a note of the first overall draft pick, you know, quarterback comparison? Because I think that would be a fun thing to talk about at a later date for sure. Next week, maybe. Next week, maybe we can bring that up when we start sneak talking about peak. Uh, <laughs> sneak peek. We're 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 foreshadowing. Yeah. Let's you... close it out, baby. Whoa. All right, buddy. Well, that's going to wrap up uh, episode five for us. Again, we missed a couple of weeks, but the week eight of the NFL football season uh, this week. Uh, any uh, parting words of wisdom for all of our friends out there in podcast land? Um, go you. Have a good day. That Watch was, the football games. That was deep. <laughs> You're unbelievable. All right, listen. Until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Drew. And we'll talk to you next week on Father and Son Football Talk. Take care, everybody. Bye.